It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's going on, Danny? It's good to see you, man. Man, good to see you too. I got to tell you something, man, I'm fired up. Fired up, absolutely. We had a great guest on today. Tell the listeners who we spoke with. Okay, so today we brought in Jason Yerusi. Uh, Jason is an active real estate syndicator and an investor. And in 2016, he founded Yerusi Holdings. It's a multifamily investment firm currently with over 850 units, totaling over $75 million. Jason also hosts the Jason and Peely Project YouTube channel and the Multifamily Live podcast. On top of that, Jason and his wife Peely co-authored the book Fit Rich Life, which provides tactical advice to anyone that can do in 15 minutes or less per day to change the course of your life for the positive. You know, today we just spoke a lot about the importance of the mindset when it comes to achieving goals. And Jason really spoke to, about the importance of building routines. It's good stuff. He's awesome. I know we both took quite a bit away from this, this chat that we just had. Oh, so yeah. I think our, I know our listeners will too. So make sure to check this one out. It's super important, especially mindset. We think that's absolutely one of the most important things. So make sure to check this one out. But before we jump into today's show, we want all the listeners to know that we truly appreciate you tuning in. And if you'd like to show some love and haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us attract more guests, grow the podcast, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. Also, if you're a passive investor or looking to learn more about passive investing, then check out our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can find our passive investing guide and apartment syndication sample deal that will have you primed and ready for when the real opportunities come your way. Also, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there, so make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode with Jason Yarusi. Jason, man, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. I'm psyched to be here. Thank you for having me, Chris and Danny. We're a pleasure to have you here, man. Really. Yeah, man. It's definitely an honor and, uh, you know, just to be speaking with you today, but uh, couldn't be more excited to get into today's topic. Uh, before we do that, I do want to tell our listeners, listen, if you're not following Jason on social media, especially if you're into fitness and all that stuff, you need to go follow this man right now because he's putting out some serious motivation. Uh, I know it, it gets me hyped up uh, regularly, so definitely do that. But uh, now that we got that out of the way, man, there's something we didn't mention in your bio that I personally consider to be just a huge achievement, man. And that was in 2020, you ran over 2,500 miles, including 500 miles in the month of April alone, which included, what was 18 marathons? I mean, that's crazy, right? I mean, that's something, something that I count. Yes. Yeah. Sir. Mad props to you, man. That's a, that's awesome. No joke. Uh, and then we also know that you ran a hundred mile race. And I think for, for most people, well, let me just speak for myself right now. Um, when I think of running a hundred mile race, I immediately get smacked with a bit of mineral resistance, right? It's like, man, that's, that's, a, that's a long haul. And, uh, you know, obviously a, a race of that distance, it's going to push, you know, some physical boundaries. Uh, but what some people may forget is that it's also a game of mental endurance, really. And, and being able to harness that type of mental strength 
can make a huge impact on your everyday life, not just for endurance sports, you know, say if you're doing an ultra marathon or whatever. So let's just start with that, man. Take, talk to us about, uh, you know, that race, the hundred mile race, uh, the prep and how you were able to get it done. Yeah, sure. So I've actually had the luxury of doing a couple of them now. And, and part of the process, you think about it like anything is like most of the time, think about goal setting right? We set these goals uh, or New Year's resolution. We set a New Year's resolution, right? We have just the big overarching goal in mind, but we haven't thought about that first actual step we need to take. And so we get scared off the cliff, right? Even, even to the fact if it's something that's right in front of us that we know it's, it's so awesome. It would make our life so much better, but we can't feel it. We can't taste it. It's not real to us. So it's more comforting to us to stay where we are in a place that's, that's maybe not fulfilling, right? So when I look at these 100-mile races, like if I was to think about the end, the 100-mile race, of course, it, it would, it, my mind wouldn't be able to really understand what it was before I had done one because I hadn't done it, right? So I would be to this point where I couldn't accomplish it because my mind is not ready for it. But if you just think about creating anything with actual steps, that really gives you the path to get there. So from us, it was really taking that race and saying, okay, I don't know what I'm into, right? I had the hard thing to, to plan out. I did a 50 mile race and it had about 12,000 um, 12, feet of elevation. And my goal was, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run all the uphills and I'm gonna keep my feet dry. If I can do that, my plan is gonna be you know, just action packed, right? I can't lose with that plan. Well, mile three into it, it's too steep to run anymore. Mile four was the fourth, uh, first of four rivers headed across. So by the time I got to mile four, I said, okay, new plan, no plan, right? Because that's lots of times we have to think with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. we, we set out, we do all this planning, we do all this testing, we do all these parts, we're putting together this plan, I'm going to be ready to go. And just like the Mike Tyson, right? You know, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. And then entrepreneurship, you get out of the gate, and next thing you know, your plan is not even close to anywhere percent accurate, right? But most of the time, we, we spend all this time not getting started because we're worried about having this perfect plan. But the second we get started, that engages us in the best question to get there. So getting back to the 100-mile race, it was about getting out there and understanding, I don't know what I'm going to get into here. And you can't – so if you've ever run a marathon or anybody who has out there, typically there's like a marathon training, right? You'll, you'll start running a couple miles to start building that. And maybe by the end, you'll do two 20-mile races to get into the groove to run that you know, 26.2 miles, right? And so your mind hits that 20-mile barrier, you understand it. Well, with 100 miles, it's not like, you know, uh, two weeks, three weeks, uh, five weeks before you're running two 80-mile races or, or something, or 80-mile runs to get yourself ready. So for me, I said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to be into. And that, that's all I can prepare for is that I just have to start running every day. I'll run six miles every day, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how I want. So at least my mind's ready that I'm just going to run whether I feel like it or not, whether my body feels like it or not, whether my, you know, my mood, my attitude, whether it's snowing, sleeting, you know, whatever it is outside, I'm going to get out there and go. And so when I got into that race, that was it. And they say with the 100-mile race, you run the first 50 miles with your legs and the last 50 miles with your mind. And that becomes really true because when you get into this race, okay, maybe if I thought about getting to 100 miles, that was really going to just shock my mind to the point that I wasn't going to be able to get there. But if I said, can I just get that first mile down? Boom. Okay. Now, where do I go now? Well, let's get to mile two. And then eventually you're going, can I just get to the aid station, right? That may be six or seven miles between each. And after you start getting 50, 60, 70 miles in, it might come down, hey, can I just run 500 steps? Okay, did that. Cool. Let's figure it out when I get there, right? And can I just run now to the bridge or to the tree or just whatever is that next step and then figure it out. Because most times we find a reason to quit, but if we can just find a way to, to get ourselves to that next point and figure it out, we can say, okay, I just got here. Now, now can I just set that next thing? And that's so much with life, 
business, anything you want to put into that narrative, instead of saying, okay, let me focus on that big goal that I can't really understand because I've never been there, maybe kind of just figure out how to get to that first actual step and see what the questions are from there. And that's why I've treated these races and continue to treat my running each and every day. You know, I, I kind of had a question like, like as you're sitting here explaining this, I started to develop a question there, but I think you kind of ended up answering it for the most part. But like I do the exact same thing in working out and like bench press, like, all right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to throw this up however many times, like, actually, let's just get it up this next time, right? And so it's like chunking it down into more consumable bits is what's going to get me through this. If I have to lug these dumbbells, I'm like, now I got to make it all the way to the end of this walkway. Well, let's see, let's see how we do in three steps. And then we'll just add three steps to that. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just kind of the way I've, I've inherently always had to like talk myself into it. Because if I already knew that you have to carry this 300 pounds, you know, a quarter mile, like that's such a monumental, like mental task in itself. Like, I don't know if I can do it. Well, put strap the weight on and let's see if you can go 10 feet and we'll do 10 more feet and so on and so forth. So, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's huge. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that I was already doing that a long time ago. Our minds are always made to that state. Like, does this help us eat, sleep and survive? Right. So we're always tracking back to some kind of survival route that it's not helping. And that's like a lot how we retreat to like the worst case scenarios in life. And so the worst case is always what's going to be front runner because we can't imagine the best case because we haven't had it yet. Right. So for someone to say like on New Year's resolution, like I want to lose 50 pounds. And so they haven't accomplished that. So, so it's easier for them to, to go, well, I, well, I didn't lose any weight this week. So I'm just going to give up. Or I, I want to make $10 million and they've never made more than 60,000. Well, they're going to track back to that 60,000 because they're, they're focusing on this big goal with no context of why they want it. Right. So for you, like bench pressing, that same thing. If you're like, say I'm going to do 300 pounds, 10 reps, and you've never done it more than two, Right. You know, your goal might be, okay, let me just see what I do. You might get to three, but darn, you know, like all of a sudden you're like, maybe I'll get to five, you know, like, cool. Like, look where I'm at. Right. You just keep going. And sometimes you, if you went the other way, let me get to 10, you might get to one, be like, oh, that was hard. I, I bet I can't do 10. So I'll just quit it too. Right. And the other fact, you got 10 and you got five out of it where, where in the other way, if you're, if you're just trying to get as many as you can, you get five. But if you're going on the 10, you might get one because the one is so hard. You realize, oh, 10 is not going to happen. So I might as well give up here. You know, most of the time we put ourselves in this box where we give up so easily because we, we thought that we've, we've outstretched our mind to where our goal is instead of just saying, let me just focus on that first step. I do, I do want to bring something up that you mentioned that I thought was, is pretty crazy. You know, he says like, you know, you're doing a hundred mile race. The first 50 miles is your legs, you know, the rest of it's your mind basically. <clears throat> and I, I got something from a, a book that I listened to actually it was a couple of weeks ago. David Goggins book, uh, but he's talking about, you know, doing these races and stuff like that, but he's talking about this cookie jar. Right. And, and, you know, you mentioned like the benchmarks, you make your benchmarks smaller and you just progressively hit them. But one thing he talked about was basically like this cookie jar where he has like a mental thing where he basically like grabs it. This is going to fuel me for the next, you know, that until that next benchmark, do you use something like that in that last 50 miles? You're like, Hey, I got to put my mind in the right space and then just pick something out of that jar. You know, I don't have my cookie jar. I've read to David Goggins and then he's, he's got a, a life that probably can't be replicated. Right. So <laughs> but if you look at this point, you come to these, these actions in your time, especially with your mind and being with yourself. Right. And lots of times we have so much of a connection today and, and we almost, there's almost too much, right. Cause you can't constantly can't keep your focus, but when you're out there, you're, you're in this world where you don't know, you could be you know, happy, sad, you could have a full range of emotions. It's like you're, you're like, a, you know, a Broadway actor within the course of like 17 seconds on which, what happens out there because of 
where you are and how the elements change, right? So for you, it's understanding you just have to get to that next step, that next phase of where you are, because that that's going to give you a different answer to where you're at, right? Instead of just saying, okay, this is my emotion that's going to carry me through. It's just like having bad days in business, right? Like you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have an off day. You're going to have something that's not ideal. And if you just say, well, that's just how this is going to be, then of course it's going to go, going to go sideways on you. But if you say, okay, it's got to get through today. Tomorrow's got a new opportunity. Push through. Tomorrow could be 10 times better. It also shows you how good a good day is because you can't, you, you, you've only focused on the bad day. But most times, and I, I found this in my past too, is that, you know, if I had like, if everything's perfect in my life, but I got a little thorn in my side or something on that part, you know, all my attention will be from that. Like it's like a negative thing in our day. We'll find a way where 99% of a positive day, but we'll have one little thing that's not right. And our minds want to track us to that one thing. 99% positive, that 1% that just happened to be not perfect, right? Not ideal. And we'll want to focus on not the 99% because our minds have trained our, ourselves to go after that 1%. But if you can turn it around and say, okay, I had a 99% positive day. How fantastic is that? Instead of saying, well, there's that 1%. Let me put all my energy and all, all, all my focus on that. And then my day is now a bad day because of 1% of my day. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think you bring up a pretty good point, and I've I came across that kind of mindset like um, uh, I won't say I won't say exactly recently, but it's like you know the whole if you if you compartmentalize that one issue that happened right, the whole day didn't suck. You know there was still plenty of good things. I mean you can count your blessings of everything that happened that day. You know, and so it's like no, there's no real reason to just glom onto this one thing that happened in this five minute span or, you know, whatever it, what I, cause the way I operate, it's like, if I allow myself to do that, it's going to drag down my whole day. And then I'm going to go to sleep like that. And I'm going to wake up irritated. So then now this one bad thing has now spawned into two bad days or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you can see how that just kind of can get out of control quickly. No, you got to like really rationalize and like, look at this. Like, actually it was only that one thing that didn't go to my liking everything else is actually pretty okay. That's just my two cents, I guess. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. And, and for that, you know, we we're all living in, in great lives right now. You know, we, we got, we got roofs over our head. We got, you know, we're, we're here talking on zoom and like having this awesome podcast, you know, we, we got food, we can eat, we have all these resources that we take for granted because it's in front of us. Right. And so we forget to just say, you know, say thank you to ourselves because we, we say, Oh, well today I didn't get, you know, a Maserati or something like crazy. Or today this person on Instagram had this and our whole day's ruins or today, you know, someone um, didn't, didn't want to invest with us or, or whatever, whatever's the case. Right. And on that part, we forget like, well, this is fantastic. Like, look at all the things we have, right. And to get back to the points and, you know, it's, I've tried when I, when I feel myself ever get to that point, I, I try and take something away. Like, okay, sleep on the floor for a couple nights or, or something, or, you know, start doing things that, that get you out of your point to feel comfortable where you are, because we do, we do take things and we're like, well, this is, this is how it is. And we forget to, it, it's, it's really a fantastic life we have and our worst days someone would beg to have that as their best day, right? Right yeah, now, you're someone would right. beg to trade with us. I think that's a huge point. And I got, I got to say something because this happened to me recently. It just happened recently. So uh, the way my, my W2 job works, I travel quite a bit. And uh, it just so happened where I was staying, uh, there was no hot water. And, you know, I'm used to having hot water uh, every day, right? I mean, it's just kind of one of those luxuries that you don't miss until you don't have it. And I told myself, you know, I was out there for, for quite a while. Uh, number of days. And I was like, you know what? I had, I had access to hot water once I figured it out, 
but I didn't take it. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to keep using this cold water because I want it to be that much better when I do have it. I, you know, I need to be grateful for this. So I think that's a great point. I appreciate you bringing that up for sure. Yeah, I bet that I bet that next time you had a warm shower, you're like, darn. <laughs> you know, I realized why why this is something that comes in play these days. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was fantastic for sure. So I do want to take kind of this conversation that we're having now and 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 take it one step further. You know, we're kind of talking about setbacks, you know, whether they're the daily or you know, maybe a massive setback. And I was wondering, do you have any I, I tend to take a lot of uh, you know information by other people's experiences, and I'm curious. What are some of the setbacks maybe you've overcome? And then uh, what are some like real suggestions that you would give to other people who have, you know, who are looking to overcome setbacks? Yeah. There's a, we can go investments. We can, you know, go running. I mean, running, you know, my knee has been hurting since October. It was like one of those things where it's just hurting, but like it it goes to the point, like it's just going to keep hurting, you know, until it doesn't hurt. Right. So I'm just going to run until it doesn't hurt. And so sometimes you have to look at it. Like if I focus on that point, okay, sure. My knee hurts, but I'm, I'm fine to run right from an investment standpoint. You know, I once had a property where um, we had an active shooting on neighboring's property, right. That was really um, endangering our property. It was a safe area and just something that was happenstance. Right. And so, um, you know, we worked in there to, to help um, the, the police use one of our units as a stakeout to go in there and, and get people arrested on a neighboring property. Um, we, we had underground electric uh, unit, um, lines um, basically uh, burst and, and take out the power. It was, a, it was, it was something of a power surge coming from the, ele- uh, the electric company because on our, our property, they pushed it back on us, right? So things you want to underwrite for on, on, um, on really just on in your properties. But you take to account, like, your goal is to prepare for everything you can prepare for and then have the team in place to make sure that when things go, go sideways, that it can be handled to the best of its ability. And so those are, the, and that's like life, right? You, you can prepare as best you can. You're not going to have all the answers, right? You're not going to have all the answers for everyone. And so even, you know, with, with talking, talking to investors, if you look at that, like we have to make sure we understand like how to help them. Right. I can't say like, Hey, this is my best investment. Cause to me, it might be the best thing in the world. But if you, you know, if I, if I have a seven year hold and you're looking for something that's a six month at max hold time, it's not the best investment for them. Right. And so understanding how I can help them. And that's the same thing we've looked with our communities. How can we find ways to make this a better community and make this a better place to live? And we do everything in our power to control what we control and not focus on what we can't control, right? Because I can't control right now, you know, my knee, right? I can't control something. And it's the same thing with running. Like in some mornings, wake up and who knows, like the weather. Like I don't look at the weather because I can't control that. So if I was like, oh, let me look at the weather to see how it is going to be running. Well, of course, my mind would be like, oh, it's you know 10 degrees outside or it's pouring outside or all these other reasons to say like, it's not a perfect day, right? But you, I can't control that. I'm not controlling the weather. It's not the Truman show to say that here, here I am ready to go. Okay. I'm just going to get up and go. Right. And even with the kids, like you don't want to get, or you know, we don't get our kids on a point like, Oh, it's raining. We don't want to go outside because it's a bad day. Cause then we're sending a narrative that now in their mind, as they're growing, they're saying, Oh, it's raining out. Oh man, what a bad day. I mean, in some areas you're in New Jersey, like rain or snow for like 30% of the year. Right. And so that means like 30% of our days are bad. Or is it just like, this is something that happens, just happens. We can't control it. What we can control is what we can control, how, to, how we act, what we say, what we do, you know, how we think. And we can start thinking about more positive things and then understanding that things are going to come up, right? You know, I, I'm, I, I, I ran um, a virtual 100-mile race and mile 
95 or 96. It was like this point where I had to do five, um, it was like five 20 mile loops ended up being like 21 or 22. So the last loop became some like, like adjunct, like 18 mile, like weird loop. And somehow I ended up in a park at like, you know, like 1am and the park was closed on the other end. And it was like, okay, so I'm at this fence, you know, like there's, here's the options, like go back, or just jump the fence, right? Like, so my, my legs don't want to work. My hands are freezing. I'm like, well, this is the way we're going. Like, I'm here. This is, this is, we're going over this fence. I don't care what it is. Like, we're getting over this fence. I'm like, that was that, that was where it was, right? And so it could have been like, ah, I give up. This fence is here. It must be the ends, you know? Or that's what came up for me. I, could, I didn't prepare for it because I wasn't planning on jumping, you know, like, like 12 foot fences and like, you know, two in the morning or wherever I was. But that's what's in front of me. And most of the times what life is, instead of worrying about the worst case thing, we can prepare for what we prepare for, you know, and, and then take action on what is not planned by just giving ourselves the, the right mental state and the right understanding that we have to have resources to build upon. And that's why multifamily is so great. And I know we're, we're talking mindset, but multifamily is a team sport. You know, you have your internal team and your external team. And the more you can build people that can be empowered to do their best under under what their their role is, that's how you can really grow and scale and really do great things. There's so much there, man. I, uh, I and I can appreciate all of that because really, you know, you're talking about only only worrying about things that are in your control. And I, I got to say, there's so many times I've been in my past where I'm like trying to worry about everything, right? And it's like, man, that's. It's so inefficient and so ineffective. Why am I even worried about this other things? And the idea of just, you know, if you do encounter something, it's almost like being a bulldozer, right? Like, hey, listen, like this is this is where we're going. I mean, good luck trying to stop me. This is what we're going to do. And I love that mentality. And I think that's great. And I also, you know, when you're talking about multifamily, uh, obviously, you know, having it being a team sport, we've noticed since we you got into the multifamily space that it being a team sport is absolutely critical, right? And I think it's, um, it's huge. And it's been just the community has been fantastic for sure. Jason, I do want to shift a little bit. and I want to talk about something um, before we get out of here is, is talking about routines, habits. Um, for me, you know, for me personally, I wake up and I go exercise. It's the first thing, like basically the first thing I'm out the door, I'm exercising. It just, it helps to set the tone for my day. So if I miss exercise in the morning, I can definitely tell it's like, man, this is, it's tough, you know, whatever, but that sets my tone. What are your thoughts on daily routines? Do you implement something like that? And do you think it actually helps? Yeah, hundred percent. You, you got to stack wins in your day to create the narrative and get your mind back. And so many points we, we get out of our, our daily actions that create wins. And that's why we start focusing on the losses. But for you, like you win when you work out, right? So your mind's like, Oh, I won. And so, so you don't have that in your system. Like, Oh, I don't know. Something's off. Right. So, you know, you've heard the guy speak about, you know, um, the, the, I think it was the journal speak about making the bed each day or, or things that are part were stacking and creating wins, but it's so true. Right. To, get up a certain time, get yourself out of bed early, right? So I get up at 4.32 a.m., um, drink two glasses of water, I'll meditate, I'll do some rain games, I'll go work out, right? And so I've created that narrative wins. And now, not every day is perfect, but on those parts, I track that series to give myself, especially with three little kiddos, time for myself before the day happens. And most, a lot of people out there, they've lost control of their day because the day shows up where alarm happens, they hit the snooze button, you know, boom, boom, boom. Lo and behold, now they're late for work. They're late for the parts. They get up now. They got you know rushed to get the kids to school. They maybe haven't eaten breakfast. They haven't had time to really get their minds together. And, you know, it's like jumping on a moving train midway, and then wondering why the day was just out of whack. And they get to the end of the day and look, what just happened? And then the next day happens the same way because we we've now let the day control us instead of us controlling the day. And many of the points, even like the the running, right? That's just about 
creating wins, just creating wins where our mind is, is understanding that we're building upon there and stop focusing on, okay, all the things that are out of control. Because like we talked about in the properties and others is that when you do that now and you've had space to get your mind together about where your day is going to go, then when the things come up, that will blow up your day and create, you can now focus on them instead of focusing on everything else that you haven't done throughout the day because you, you now are controlling what you control. And then now when the things come up that are, oh man, now I can put my energy there because that's what needs my energy instead of the rest of my day that I, I didn't accomplish beforehand. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's massive because, you know, having that for me, it's that having that win first, you know, I wake up and it's like, you're talking about stacking wins. No, I need to start my day with a win. If I start my, my day with an L, it's going to be, you know, you yeah. could spiral out of control. Like you said, the whirlwind takes in, in control and then who knows what's going to happen today. Like you said, it's going to blow up. I do have one thing regarding routines. You know, I've talked to a number of people and I try to tell them, Hey man, you know, try to get a, a daily routine, get, get a win first thing in the morning. But you know, there's that pushback like, Hey man, this is difficult. You know, this is tough. Do you have any sort of like tips or steps maybe like, Hey, or is it just like to like get that thing going? Or is it just like, Hey, suck it up. You got to do it. So that's the, the best way. Just go do it. But most is because again, we get back to like the new year's resolution or I'm trying to, um, you know, mm -hmm. create uh, jump to the top of, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro without actually figuring out the route or like a tour or boots to wear anything else. But, and so your mind can go there. So, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get up at five 30. I'm going to work out for an hour and a half. I'm going to eat egg whites. I'm going to read 27 pages on that part. And then, you know, they get to it and they say, well, oh, I just can't do all. But if you said, okay, tomorrow, I'm just going to start reading five pages a day. Okay, that's my first thing, right? And so, so you start reading that five pages and do that for a week. Okay, you know, the next week you're like, maybe I'll get up 20 minutes earlier. For the next couple of days, I'll start doing that and maybe 10 minutes earlier each day and get myself into this routine. Okay, cool, you start building that on pond. Then you start layering these things out. The next, the next week, maybe I'll start, you know, walking. It's like, or, you know, every morning or something to that part, start adding exercise into my life. It's, it's when we try and go from stopped into, you know, like if you've never run before and you're like, by next month, I'm going to run a marathon. Of course, you're going to fail because you haven't even started that first step or even learned that process. You're setting yourself up for failure. And so routines are important to build into them, right? So build into a routine will work because my routine, your routine is not going to work for everybody else listening. They're going to build into their own points. But if you can find, okay, what are five or six things I want to sprinkle into my day to create the narrative? Well, that can be your routine you can build upon by stacking these things creatively, but starting small so you can, you can feel the accomplishment and not set yourself up. Well, the first day I got four of six done, so I'm a failure. The next day I got four of, or three of six done, uh, so this isn't for me. Yeah, I think that I think that's massive. You make some great points there, and I I think that's something for a lot of our you know people who are struggling with that to keep in mind. You know, you gotta you gotta start you know at the beginning, right? No, don't start at the end. It doesn't make any sense to do that. But uh, Jason, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm kind of fired up right now from our conversation. I'm not gonna lie to you, um, but we're getting low on time. So before we get out of here, we want to take some time and shine the spotlight on you, man. So tell the listeners more about what you got going on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys podcast. I love talking this stuff. So um, I did mention we're running a three day uh, event. It's a virtual event, June 10th, 11th and 12th. Uh, it's a multifamily virtual event. We're going to be covering all the ins and outs of multifamily. You get three days of action packed stuff. Go over to multifamilyliveevent.com. That's where you can find out all about the event and tickets. Awesome, man. We're going to make sure to uh, include all the links in the show notes for that stuff so they can uh, go ahead and check that out. And I, again, I just want to say uh, to our listeners, go check out Jason and Peely. They got some great stuff on social media. Check out their website. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you guys are doing great stuff and we appreciate it. We also appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today, Jason. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been awesome being here. Thank you for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. 
Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.